0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Network Asia.
1: This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, You can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out Podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode one deck with Stan C. This podcast is produced and co-presented by Podcast Network Asia. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And before we get to this week's guest, I just want to say welcome to season two, baby! Alright, technically I didn't really take a season break, I just took the three week holiday break that much of the network went on and I also used it to recalibrate, to recharge and to look for new guests whose stories I can share on the podcast. Now last year was really big for me as a podcaster and as a radio presenter because of one, the pandemic and two, just taking that step to finally get this podcast rolling and I'm glad that I've been able to learn so many new things, hear so many cool stories and meet all these different radio DJs that I never would have met if it weren't for the podcast. One such person is my next guest and his name is Sho Suzuki from Q Radio He's one of the most popular radio DJs of the current generation, mostly because of how viral he's gone on TikTok. Now, I'm not on TikTok, but I know for certain that the dude has the blue verified checkmark and he's got over 1 million followers on TikTok because of how cool he's made the art of being a radio presenter. His virality has even transcended TikTok and has made its way to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, basically anywhere else that you can go viral, and as a radio DJ, I really appreciate everything he's done to help make our profession, our industry, our craft look cool again. So we're going to get to hear that story, how he got into radio, how he got onto TikTok, how his dog played a huge role in all of this, and what he thinks about the role of social media in the radio industry today. It's a really insightful conversation with Show Suzuki. Now, it may be a new year, but we still get bothered by a lot of the same real world problems here in the Philippines. And one of the ways that I've found now can be a productive way of trying to effect positive change to our status quo is to vote. And if you're not yet a voter, please register and be a voter by next year. In fact, the Comelec has reopened voter registration now that the holidays are over. And you can do that even while we're in quarantine. So the safest way to do that is to go check out iRegistro. They have a website you can check out. That's iRegistro.comelec.gov.ph. That's the letter I, the word Registro.comelec.gov.ph. It's got everything you need to know before you register to be a new voter because either you are a new voter because you just turned 18 or you moved to a new address or you changed your name because you got married or for whatever other reason. So go check that out, igrehistra.comelec.gov.ph. New year, same advocacy for me. Let's all make a difference come 2022. Another way you can actually make a positive difference is by donating to all of the communities and families that were affected by all of the typhoons late last year. Podcast Network Asia still has an ongoing initiative called Hashtag Podcast United and it includes all of the podcasts under the network and we're all doing our part to help out the displaced families and communities. And you can do your part as well by going to pymy.co slash PNA4Typhoon and by donating over there. Again, that's pymy.co slash the letters PNA, the number 4, and the word Typhoon. Once you're there, you can select the desired donation amount. And you can click buy it now and pay via credit card or debit card or even using your Paymaya wallet. And this is available for both local and foreign transactions. So again, if you want to be part of Hashtag Podcast United for the benefit of the displaced families and communities from all of the typhoons from late last year, you can go check out pymy.co slash PNA for typhoon. Time for us to get to the main event. Here's my first guest for Season 2, Show Suzuki is on deck. My first guest for Season 2 of On Deck is Sho Suzuki of Q Radio, uh, one of the more popular DJs from this generation because of what he does on TikTok. And he's a very busy guy. That last year. But I'm just so happy that we were able to finally make our schedules
2: align. So Sho, thank you so much for joining me On Deck. Thank you for having me, man. I'm just finding out that I'm your first guest for your second season. So this is a huge honor. <laughs> to what's up? Thank you, thank you, thank you to... Uh, do you have a particular name for your fans, your on-deck fans? Well, it called Basically, mga podcasts
1: because a Podcast Network Asia, every listener, every podcaster is like a podcast. So.
0: Podcasts.
2: Okay, mga podcast. Yeah, what's up, man?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy we're finally getting to talk, but I want to know first about uh, Q Radio, because you
2: guys really just started last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, great timing. We started right around the same time Corona happened. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of interesting stories to tell there, but it was actually reformatted from Crossover. If you're familiar with Crossover, or a dad station. So they shut down and uh, our bosses took over and turned it into Q Radio, which is what it is now. It's a top 40 station, but we focus a lot on Asian music, too. So it's not just. Western music. We have a lot of OPM, K-pop, C-pop. I think we play more K-pop than other stations here in the country. I noticed. Yeah, our niche. Yeah, Uh, that's it. We started January. We started boarding rather in January, but I think we started broadcasting at around December. And then uh, when the uh, pandemic hit us in March, that's when we started working from home, and we had to do a lot of adjustments there, but. You know how it is. You work in the industry too. Everybody went through some drastic changes during that time.
1: Yeah, for some of us, we, we're still going through them. For you guys, medjo, back to normal na kayo, ba? Because you're
2: physically bored. Medjo, yes. We started going back to the station. Siguro September. Ba? no, 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 no. Even earlier than that, mga August.
1: So what was that like given uh you know, people are still, until now, but we're very unsure about how to do things the safest way possible. So with that paranoia, with the fear, how are you able to balance that and do what you have to do to, you know, to work? Yeah, it's, it's, t-
2: it's tough. It's a tough issue to tackle because on one hand, I am adamant on trying to stay at home, trying to get everybody else to stay home, not interact, because obviously we are still dealing with this. We don't want to die. Other, oh, but on the other side of things, the economy is suffering. We're suffering. You know, we had to take a pay cut right after it happened because it's not like the bosses could pay us our full salaries when we when we started working from home. So it was our choice. Thankfully, the bosses gave us the choice to mine whether or not we wanted to go to the station to board or stay at home and work on the digital stuff. I really wanted to get back on air. And I also needed to make ends meet. So obviously, I opted to go to the station, we still proper, we still follow proper uh, safety protocols. And I do have a partner, but we try to keep our distance from each other. I get tested regularly. Just because of the nature of my work, I do a lot of events now and shoots, So I get tested regularly. And that provides some semblance of comfort. And anytime there is a scare, which has happened many, many times, uh, we've had to we had to shut down the station, I think, about three or four times at this point. Because somebody felt sick or one of the directors I worked with got COVID and I had to report it to the station right away, uh, which is a good thing. It's good that we're still on our toes, but it is a lot more satisfying to be able to go to the station, to board, to feel the board, to play the songs rather than just sit at home and figure out the digital stuff, which was a challenge for us in the beginning because it is. It's a very different discipline. I'm sure you know this. You've been a jock for a really long time now. Radio and the digital realm. Sometimes there's there's a struggle there because you can't apply the same principles of what you do on air to uh, how you sell yourself in the internet. <laughs> yeah.
1: So abrang irap, but I'm I'm sure you know. Then uh, just just trying to figure out how to do a show when you're not physically there. Like I miss the <laughs> sensation of fiddling with the <clears throat> faders and the buttons. So in a way, I sa inyo because you guys are already in, uh, back to normal whereas kami, we're basically via remote. So it's uh, it's a weird time to be in radio with, with the pandemic and everything. I want to zoom out of that and I want to get to know your origin story though. So how did this all begin for you? How did you get into radio? How did I? Oh,
2: okay. So I've been in radio for a total of four years na siguro. I actually started out Sajam, which is near your station. Yeah, yeah, I remember. 88.3, that was way back when I, uh, I just graduated from college. I was looking for an internship program just for fun, just for myself. They were auditioning DJs on that same day. And Kuya Guard asked me, are you here to audition? So, <laughs> the opportunity presented itself. I auditioned got in, stayed there for just about a year or a year and a half. And then one of my former colleagues from Jam, um, I bumped into her years after, and she was already working for FM1, a different station. And she asked if I was interested because they were looking for docs. So then I applied, got accepted, worked there for about two years. No, no, no. Three years. Most years. And then one of my bosses from FM1 decided to move to Q and took me with him. That sounded long, but. No, no, no. (laughs)
1: That's basically your career arc in a snapshot, Diba. Right? Yeah, you know. I want to ask about uh, working for FM1, but that's the government mm-hmm. station. So uh, what's it like uh, working for
2: a government radio station? Uh, it is a government station, but I never really felt the presence of the government. We were never forced to say anything on air that was either... Pr- I mean, we were discouraged from saying anything, really, f- for or against the government. And what I really appreciate about FM1 is that the format is very old school. So you're only supposed to talk on air for less than a minute. Usually we just do song to song, no beds, Mm. and you focus on the artist. It's not about making yourself famous, which is the trend now, right? Understandably so, nothing against that. But the trend now is obviously to have talk shows on air and try to sell your name on radio, whereas with FM1, it's not about you. It's about the music that we play. It's about the format. Respect that. And I think the managers I had there had a lot of experience in radio. Now yeah, so in terms of musicality, magaling talaga sila. And indeed, eh, focus ko was just about the songs. We were discouraged from using I, me, my. You know, it's not about you. Wow. It's not about you. You're not, you know, it's your show. It's about them. Think about the listeners. So it's always about you or they or the artists. And that discipline, uh, I was able to bring that discipline to Q and to what I'm doing digitally now. And I attribute a lot of my success online, with the online radio stuff, to the training that I got set at M1. Were you always a fan of the industry,
1: though? Because uh, looking at uh, your work so far, uh, mm-hmm. four years across three different stations, you don't stay in an industry and move from station to station if you never really liked the industry.
2: But were you mm-hmm. a fan of it growing up? yes and no. I never really thought I, I was I, I was never driven to become a radio DJ. hindi number one goal I just discovered it along the way. Back when I was with Jam, I did I didn't take it that seriously because I was really young too. And I feel like I was not that great of a DJ back then. So parang didn't deserve. When I went to FM1, that's when I started gaining a lot more respect for the industry because they taught me well. They really trained me hard. And uh, it it was scary at first. I mean, the training process, I have to say, it was was a baptism by fire, as my boss would like to put it. And that's how it felt. I, I felt a lot of shame, a lot of frustration, but it taught me how to become a better DJ. And I have newfound respect for it. I'm a, I'm in a station now that plays music that I that I personally listen to. I'm not a big indie alternative rock kind of guy. I don't have quote unquote cool underground taste in music. I'm very <laughs> basic. No, and I'm I'm proud of it. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I listen to a lot of Ariana Grande and Little Mix. You know, I don't need to try to think of a super indie artist. Like uh, I can't even think of one right now. Modest Mouse or something old school to make me sound cool. Uh, this is the type of music I listen to. I like I like pop music. I like a little bit of K-pop and that's what we play now. So there's, there's a stronger attachment there. And yeah, I mean, I, I would like to stay in the industry as long as I can for sure. We're taking
1: a break from my conversation with shows. So I can tell you about one of the ways you can help support this podcast and that is through your online shopping. That's right. You heard me correctly. Your online shopping can help support this podcast. It starts with... Clicking on my affiliate link when you get the Lazada right before you hit checkout. So here's the link, all right? Tinyurl.com slash on deck Again, that's tinyurl.com slash O N D E C K X L A Z A D A. Click on that and it'll take you straight to the app where you can check out your items. And a part of that goes to me and Podcast Network Asia as commission to help keep the show running. So the link works only on the app and not on the website. So again, click on tinyurl.com slash ondeckxlazada. That'll take you straight to the Lazada app. And that is how your online shopping can help support this podcast. Now let's take a moment to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Ay mga matcha at sexing
0: chismosa, ako nga pala si Mokoy ang inyong corporate slave
2: At ako nga pala si Ingo ang inyong corporate lucky Nabalitaan niyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia Oo nga, kaya samaan nyo kami sa longest Longest? Running Ayong yung pinakabahaba? Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas Iba pag longis, yun yung Oo man, tayo Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag longis ba, tayo rin yung it's very comforting to hear a
1: radio DJ admit na oh I don't really have you mga um, eclectic tastes unlike some people you know <laughs> who like to turn their noses at people who like pop music I say yeah self confessed pop music fan din like I tend to get very basic um at my core I love boy band music so like that's nice. me as a, as a music listener as a radio <laughs> DJ boy bands from the past and from the present so you know yeah. when, when people shame us for that I'm like come on let people enjoy things so thank exactly. you for thank you for vocalizing that and giving us a voice.
2: Yes. I mean, it is important, though, to be able to expand your horizons as a DJ, because my problem is because I love certain songs so much is I have a tendency to play them a lot during my show. Yeah, Uh, and and obviously I get scolded for it because, you know, you got to play a little bit of hip hop in there, a little bit of R&B, not my usual thing when it comes to music. But you've got to keep it balanced because it's not about you. It's about them. But thankfully, the station itself, you know, the music format fits my taste perfectly. Yes, it's a match made in heaven. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you mentioned your digital work earlier and how you've become a content creator on top of being a radio DJ. So um, you're
2: most known for the TikTok posts and your account. How did you even get started on TikTok? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that, is, that, that was a weird, weird journey. So I've never been into social media. I, I've, I've had a love-hate relationship with social media since, since, since it started, since Facebook started. I was late in the game with Facebook, it took me so long to make my own Instagram account. In fact, the first Instagram account I opened was for my dog, it wasn't even for myself. I was never <laughs> on Multiply, I was never on Tumblr, uh, Snap, what is it, Snapchat, none of those things. I just, I have, a we- again, a weird relationship with social media, but when the pandemic happened, our station manager encouraged us to download TikTok because it was starting to boom at that time. Yeah. The only thing I would see back then were videos of either shirtless guys or really hot girls dancing, <laughs> right? Doing these TikTok trends. Mga savage love, savage, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or mga pa-thirst. Yung basta pa-sexy. Thirst thing. traps. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just, and they're really young pa. Super bata pa nila. So, I remember having so many arguments—not the one full-blown and no, no, angry arguments with my station manager—but I would beg her. I'd say, "Please, please, I don't want to download TikTok. Anything else, you know? I wanted to try something else. I—I I managed to book Mimi ya for a quick guesting on our show. Just anything but TikTok, simply because I was so scared of it. It looked complicated, and I didn't think there would be a place for me. Because I can't take my shirt off. Yeah, I'd love to have a nice body. If I did, I would, nothing against them. Again, this might yeah. sound very judgmental, but if I could get 5 million hits just from taking my shirt off, I totally would. That's good money, man. Social media is a great place to earn money right now. Uh, so I was really against it. I was the last one to to join TikTok. And again, this is what I usually do to social media. I, I, I push my dog. Because yeah. I love my dogs so much, ba? Right? So my first few posts were just my dogs. I posted two videos of my dogs, I think. And it got mga 500 likes each. I was excited because that was more than what the other jocks were getting. I'm like, hey, look. Look, I got this amount of followers. And people were kind of brushing it off at that time. They're like, oh, yeah, it's easy to get followers on TikTok. And then one day, I came across this video of somebody speaking... Three or four different languages. You know, the, this is my voice when I speak in English. This is my voice. Yeah, when I speak. yeah. yeah. yeah I i that. that and I thought, oh, you know, I can try that. I have a multicultural background. So I I did it, but with a little bit of a twist. So I did English, Japanese, and Tagalog. And uh, I did the Tagalog in so, sort of Becky speak. Yeah. Uh, you're familiar. Yeah, of doors. course. Mm. Speak siya, which I don't actually speak fluently, but yung char 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 yun lang yung yung and ad And that was the beginning of my TikTok career. So most people in radio probably don't know this, but that was my first viral video. And for the first few months on TikTok, that was the content that I was pushing. Talaga. I would say this is how Asians say. Um, I'll be there, I'll, I'll be there soon. Uh, Japanese, Koreans, and Filipinos. Most of the time, yung pino yung punchline, right? Yung yung may, may pagkakomedy talaga. And then uh, that went viral on Facebook as well. I think it got a, a a few million hits, and that was weird to me. Experiencing that level of social media, I don't want to call it fame, but validation maybe. Tapos organic pa yun. Oh yeah, and it was it was a weird feeling. I didn't know how to navigate my way through social media. And e- even to this day, I still have a lot of regrets. I wish I had planned it out better. Had I known that there was a lot of potential here in terms of being able to get work from social media, I would have been smarter about it. Like Inca, for example, I'm sure you're familiar with Inka. Yeah. Inka planned it from the start. She was like, I'm gonna go viral somehow through a social media platform. And she plans all her videos and content so well. Whereas with me, it was just like, ah, whatever, so, yeah, I'll just try this, I'll try that. You know, I was having fun, but I was also kind of lost because I'm not a social media expert. Uh, so after a few months, I decided to try changing my content up and I posted old air checks from FM1. Okay. Because I I, I would I would record myself introducing songs a lot on FM1 because I thought it was just so cool. You know, you have... 20 seconds, 15 seconds to introduce one song from another. You have to choose the right songs para Then the ad-libs have to be really good. It has to be a good segue from the first song to the second song, which is a discipline that isn't as practiced in radio anymore because now it's just you come in, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Here's a song. That's it. Whereas with FM1, training is you've got to connect. you got to connect the two songs. So I thought it was really cool that we did that. I used to record myself Posted it on IG stories back then. Decided to put them together, put it on TikTok, and it went viral. And then that's when I, lo- I saw a lot of comments. Now, oh, I want to be a radio DJ too. How do you do that? How did you do that? Uh, so yeah, I would reply to some of those comments, address some of the questions and concerns people had. And then one day, I thought, you know what? I was challenged when I was with when I was with FM1 to speak a certain way and to get my timing right. And timing is everything in radio sometimes. Right? So I thought, why, why not challenge people that want to become DJs? You know, give them give them a challenge. They're at home, they're bored. They're All of them are telling me, they were all telling me at that point that they want to try it too. So I'm like, sige, sige, nga. show us what you can do. And we live in the Philippines. This is like the land of talent. Right? Yeah. Everybody is talented here. Everyone can sing, dance. So I had no doubt in my mind that a lot of people would do it well, I just had no idea na para, gan, palak karami. As in it, it blew my mind as soon as I did that challenge. It blew up and it was just at home, literally here. I was sitting down, I played a song sa laptop pa yun ah. Kasi now medyo, medyo nag na ako ng format sa TikTok radio DJ challenges. But that was just here with my laptop. All right, introduce Savage Love for me. Bam, you got 12 seconds to do it. It blew up <laughs> not because of my video, but because of the videos that other people did using my challenge. So, parang and templating challenge mo. Yes. Oh, because oh, people are like, "Oh, you're that viral guy." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, sorta." Of. But my video technically didn't go viral. It was the videos of other content creators that did well, or that that did it in a really funny way that went viral. Like, you a know, Marvin Pohas, even Inca did it. Uh, some of the artistas, uh, like uh, Casey Tandingan's husband, did it too. So that went that 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 did really well, and people got so creative. They spoke in different languages. It wasn't just noise too. We had Americans do it. Canadians. Wow. So- it. We had people from Malaysia do it, uh, Indonesia, and then they got the idea to do radio TikTok. And now those Indonesian DJs are doing way better than I am on TikTok. <laughs> on <radio laughs> TikTok. It's insane, and I think that's also what inspired the flight attendant challenge. Uh, she's a TikTok friend of mine, but Jen is a flight attendant. Used to be a flight attendant with Cebu Pak, so she decided to do I've an seen this. Yeah, announcement challenge. So yeah, it sparked a lot of these challenges, and it was so satisfying to me because, as a radio DJ, that discipline that I learned from FM One, you don't really, you don't really see it that much anymore, and people can't really appreciate it that much because once you go on air, you say what you need to say. Kahit yeah. na sobrang ganda ng transition mo, ng spiel mo, na eh, yeah. na siya, tapos na siya. You said it na, right? Whereas when you record it and you post it. It stays there. It's a, and people more people can appreciate the work it took for you to be able to sound like that, for you to be able to do segues like that. Uh, do you know Haley Steinfeld's song "Starving"? Yeah, she did that with. Uh, was I think it was Zed. Zed and Gray. Gray. Yeah, there you go. Great. He noticed it on TikTok. He commented on that air check. He's like, "Hey, you're you just played our song." So the reach was crazy and. Uh, yeah, that, that was definitely a highlight, a highlight for me because I was so passionate about it. I was so passionate about being in radio. And in some way, I managed to help my new station, which admittedly, you know, it, it was a struggle for us to launch because during hmm. launch year. Uh, so I was able to do that. And there was a little bit of satisfaction there. And also seeing that so many people were able to get entertainment out of it. They were able to show off their skills through the challenge. It was, I, I can't describe how satisfying that was.
1: So, what was the reaction from uh, Lexi, the station manager, or even the other Q jocks? Because, sabi mo you were the last person who wanted to get on TikTok, yeah. and now suddenly you blow up on
2: TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope that they're proud. I, I think that Lexi, especially Lexi, kasi siya nga yung station manager namin, and so yung... siya yung. Check promoter nitong idea. Uh, yeah, she was the one that said do it do TikTok. So I-, I hope that they're proud. We managed to get some sponsors through TikTok, some tie-ups through wow. TikTok as well for the station. So, anyway, and now we we are pushing the digital agenda because radio, the industry itself is shifting and with this pandemic, it has to shift even more, debate. Prime yeah. time, I don't know if prime time is still the same as before, but na because I think it's changed honestly. Dibak, not everyone goes to work at the same time. Most people are at home. The audience is different. Maybe yep. because they're not in their cars, they would rather watch TV or go online instead of listening to the radio. So there's a lot of adjustments that we have to make as an industry for this to last. But I have so much respect for the the, the craftsmanship, the skill set right? that you need to develop in order to become a radio DJ. And this is from, from old, the old days, the old school style of DJing that we're introducing to the young people. And the beauty of TikTok is that I'm damning mga bata. They're so young. The audience is insanely young. Like they call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I had mixed feelings about that in the beginning, but I've accepted the fact that they're ridiculously young. And young people on TikTok now think that radio is cool because of radio TikTok.
1: Let's take another break from my interview with Sho Suzuki so I can tell you about my friends from Mr. Speedy. See, we're still living in the time of community quarantine, even though we're in the new year, which is such a hassle. But thankfully, we've got a lot of couriers that are roaming the streets, helping us get stuff done, whether it's delivering your food, delivering documents, getting your groceries done, sending something to a loved one or to a co-worker that needs signing. All of that can actually be achieved by our friends from Mr. Speedy through their most affordable same-day delivery rate of 5 pesos per kilometer. That's a game-changer in courier deliveries, especially at a time like this. Now, they've got a special offer for you just because you're a listener of On Deck. You can get 50 pesos off your first delivery by using my promo code, MRSPEEDYSTAN, that's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N, you can use that on the Mr. Speedy app or on their website, MisterSpeedy.ph, and you can get 50 pesos off your first delivery. Now, that offer is available in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and in nearby provinces. So again, you can get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery by using my promo code, Mister SpeedySTAN. That's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N. Now, here's a quick message from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Lagi ka bang nag ot tapos O-T-Y? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isa kang immortal I'm Stan Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang misa lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-o-opisina, pasukman man, petics, o work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kids, mga immortal. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's something that actually blows my mind about uh, what you've done because you mentioned it yourself. Now, radio as an industry has changed. And people react to it so differently. Na so what you've done is actually made radio cool for the younger generation. You hit it right on the head. But how did the old school react? Na man? like As an industry, I've noticed that the veterans tend to be a little bit protective of what they've been used to, of the standards that they were raised under. So did, uh, did your posts ever make it to them? And how did they respond to it?
2: I don't really, I, I can't really answer that question because I don't have a lot of legit old-school jocks around me in my circle. I mean, we're a new station, everyone there's, we're, we're, they're relatively young. The only old-school jock, talaga, yeah, I have a lot of respect for, would be my boss, which, uh, boss Carlo. And obviously, because he works for Q, he seems pretty happy. Because of the digital clout we've given him, and I always credited it. Like without them, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Because the yung ginagawa ko TikTok, yung radio TikTok na ginagawa ko, is the old school way of DJing. I'd like to think at least. Because hindi naman siya talk show format na just talk about anything and everything under the sun. It's it's about great segues, you know, transitions, and being able to create a, a playlist and tell a story through that playlist. So, I, I I would hope that because a lot of young people are now respecting radio, that they would also appreciate it. So far, nothing negative, naman, has arrived to me. <laughs> I don't know if you heard anything else, but <laughs> on my end. So yeah, I, I think okay Generally, again, it's just new generation. The new generation now respecting radio, giving it the credit it deserves, and. I hope that the old schoolers also appreciate that.
1: No, I, I, uh, I'm not from the old school. Uh, I think we're more of in the same generation, actually. But hell, uh, I have a lot of respect for what you've done, because you know it, it makes radio desirable again. It yeah. gives it that aspirational status. Now, admittedly, it kind of lost over the last few years for a variety of reasons, right? So wh- what you what you've done, I would say, is a game changer. Now, um, in terms of young Content ideas for, for the TikTok posts. Where do you come up with these
2: ideas? Oh, man. <laughs> At this point, who? I mean, my content is just super magulona. I mean, I mean, ang gulo-gulo. I have no identity on TikTok anymore. I think a lot of people in your circle might know me as the radio guy because you're in radio and that's what you've seen. But again, the first few videos that went viral were all the language comedy ones. So... People call me Mr. Chachachar sometimes because <laughs> I'm playful, and then recently my dog has finally gone viral. I mean, social <laughs> y- goal, And then, but all this time, that was yun talagang pinapost ko kasi eh, ayaw kong ako yung mag-social media, and then finally, medyo nag-viral na yung ko. I'm ko, like yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes, full circle. Uh, and I've also done a few Japanese lessons, yun, that that's done really well. So, in terms of inspiration, it's really anything and everything around me. What I love about TikTok is I feel like it's a little bit more authentic. I mean, you can't really be super authentic on social media, right? let's admit it. It's all filtered in some shape or form. But what I love about TikTok is that it shows more personality than IG. I say IG to me is very aspirational, filtered content. Curated, right? yeah. Yeah. Whereas with TikTok, I mean, I would like to think if you look through all my TikTok videos, they're all a part of me. That's that's my personality. I speak three different languages. humor I work in radio. That's how I introduce songs and talk on air. I'm Japanese, and I like to I like to give Japanese lessons sometimes, especially when there when there's an anime friend. I, I love my dog, and I show my dog off a lot. I, I'm not a great singer, but I like singing. So I do sing sometimes on TikTok too. So it, it's all my personality is. So the inspiration comes from day, everything, day-to-day life. Uh, I talk about my parents sometimes, the commercials I've done, my work. It, it's it's really just a representation of who I am. And from from what I've seen so far, so mga ibang content creators, uh, this, the really successful ones usually get there by being... As authentic as they can. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's a lot harder than you think to be, to allow yourself to, to allow yourself to be so vulnerable online, to really just show off your, your, your natural state as natural as you can be in front of the camera. I say we're used to trying to act cool, look a certain way, and we're going to post it in a public platform diba? So that there's that hesitation. You still want to be able to speak a certain way. Ayoko I want people to think that I speak this way, I speak this language perfectly. I act this way. I'm cool. I don't want to show off my ugly face. You know, if you see the screenshots from my TikTok, it's all I mean, I look horrible. I look atrocious. I would never post those things on Instagram, so So yun 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 yung The more successful ones have a bit of authenticity. I don't know if that's really them, but they, at least they appear very authentic and relatable online. In so you know a Marvin Bojas, in you know a Zandy, yeah.
1: How much time do you end up spending uh, on, on making these posts? So, like, in a day do you post once a day, twice a day? And I, I um I have no love for video editing just because it's a bitch for me. So I can imagine if you're just doing it on Yo. your phone, it's probably so much harder.
2: Yo, I saw... St- <laughs> same man same i i feel like i mean i'm getting i don't know you that well this is the first time we're meeting and it's not even in person but i i feel some of that hesitation your energy when it comes to social media and, and i'm telling you i was exactly in the same space and even now even now i struggle with it i struggle with social media it's it's not my forte i'm trying to be more appreciative that it's there and i'm trying to push it but I have a lot of internal struggles with it. In terms of editing, initially, I didn't do a lot of editing on TikTok. It's actually easy, a lot easier than you think to edit videos on TikTok. I find it harder to edit on laptop. And this is why I haven't done YouTube yet. A lot of people are like, do YouTube. I just can't imagine shooting a footage that long and editing it afterwards. Because it's TikTok, mga content is 38 seconds, you know, a minute, na yung and I try to avoid that because people have very, very, people, people have very short attention spans, you don't, you don't want to do that. So uh, it, it, it's easy. I probably spend, uh, depends on the video. Sometimes it takes me less than an hour and then I'll just wow. post it. Yeah. And then I'll post it right away. Yeah. Uh, an hour and a half would be my longest Bug Sponsored Boast, maybe a little bit longer because I've got to reshoot and then get approval, all of that. But not that long. And if you plan on going on TikTok or anybody else listening right now, I find that the audience usually appreciates raw footage. less If it's too aesthetically pleasing, if there's too much editing going on, they, I, I, they're usually put off by it. I think it's because they can find... Better videos na edited say YouTube, if Yeah. what they like about TikTok is the relatability factor. Some people get 500,000, even 1 million likes just from, you know, a quick selfie video saying, Hey, I'm here at the beach with blah, 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 blah. Because it seems more authentic. Nga.
1: We go back to that. The sponsored posts sponsored and how that work in the digital space has made it lucrative for you, um, especially given uh, in radio, we try to bust this myth all the time. Uh, there is no money in radio. like That's the reality. Or there's little money in radio. So um, how lucrative has it been uh, for you, especially since you're, uh, you're only, what, a year into uh, creating content on a platform like TikTok?
2: Yeah, I will say, let me clarify, I'm not making as much as people think. Because people have this idea, and uh, oh my God, show, you're just rolling in riches right now. you you know, you're almost at 2 million on TikTok. You must be just, you must be raking it in. Uh, for one thing, there, there's just so many of us now. I'm content creators. There's a lot of competition, okay? So that's one thing you have to keep in mind. Uh, second thing you have to keep in mind is that we are still going through uh, an economic crisis. Pandemic. Yeah. A lot of businesses are saving. They're not, they're not willing to throw their money out just to anybody. And I think... The biggest issue now is yeah, the competition. There is a lot. There's a lot. There are a lot of new content creators. And it's hard to keep people entertained with the same content because people get sick of stuff really quickly. One of the reasons why I've had so many different videos is because so many different types of videos is because I noticed that parang, oh, okay, if I'll show off this, this side of me. So the struggle is there. But if you're able to have some sort of identity, establish yourself, establish your brand properly, then you will be able to get sponsors here and there. TikTok is also very new to a lot of marketers. And usually yeah. businesses with a lot of money are older. Deba. Yeah. So they're having a hard time adjusting. I've had so many meetings, exhausting meetings where, man, I mean, it just takes me so long to explain how TikTok works i said to them it's like ig just post this and it'll be fine like no 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 no. it's not ig it's not youtube that's not gonna work just because i have x amount of followers doesn't mean they're gonna like every single video that i post right Uh, people are really picking that in on tiktok with what they post I, i i'm grateful for the sponsors i've gotten but i i can name 10 people easily that are making so much more money <laughs> on TikTok right now. And again, because of the pandemic, businesses aren't shelling out money that quickly. Uh, I will say that I'm super grateful for it because as a host, you know, that part of my work has definitely gone through some challenges in the past few months, yeah, because of COVID. And thankfully last year, you know what 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 I what I lost because of the pandemic was kind of compensated because of my work through social media. Gets, gets.
1: We're taking one last break from my conversation with the show. So I can tell you about another way that you can help support the podcast. And once again, that is through your online shopping. It's as easy as clicking a Shopee affiliate link. And all you have to do is check it out on my Twitter. It is tinyurl.com slash on deck X Again, That's tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-S-H-O-P-E-E. That'll take you straight to the Shopee app or on the website where you can check out your items. And once those items get delivered to your doorstep, I get a small commission out of that. And so does Podcast Network Asia, and that helps shoulder the production costs of this show. So once again, please click on my Shopee affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee right before you make that purchase so you can help keep supporting on deck. And now, a quick word from our other
2: podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Dog Coach Francis. Dogs are a man's best friend. Get to know your dog and strengthen your friendship by listening to the dog behind the human. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Understand your dog so you and your pupper can live your best life together.
1: I want to talk about your multicultural background because uh, you mentioned it. It was one of the um, one, one of the, for lack of a better term, gimmicks that really made you go viral on TikTok. Uh, are, are you full Japanese or half Japanese?
2: I'm half Japanese, half Korean, but I was raised in the Philippines. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how 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 would that work language-wise? Because <laughs> um, it's one thing
1: to learn Japanese in a foreign country. It's one thing to learn Korean in another country. And then you have to learn your native language pa of the country you were raised in. So how did that all work out for you?
2: Uh, it was very confusing. I mean, I I'd like to think that the reason why I'm so screwed up as a person is because I had to go through all these multicultural struggles as a kid you know growing up with a Japanese mom and Korean dad but being surrounded by Filipinos but also going to an international school so the culture there was very western and then having to go to a Japanese school and adapting to that uh yeah and the language at at home too Japanese with my mom English with my dad because he never taught me Korean but his English isn't that great too so we never really were able to communicate that efficiently and then Tagalog with my friends. But then even with Tagalog, I struggled because I never learned it in school. But you sound so that, great
1: in Tagalog. I, like, um, I, I would expect now when you have a background like yours, you'd be
2: um, having a hard time constructing
1: things with perfect grammar or diction, but you sound natural.
2: <laughs> with, yeah, well, uh, at a certain point in my career, I realized how important it is to speak Tagalog when you're hosting and even when you're doing radio, depending on the station you're in, obviously... So I would like to thank my, uh, my friends for helping me out constantly. And I, as much as possible, I want to avoid no hate, again, to the Konyo crowd. But I wanted to avoid the Konyo Tagalog. It's so Taglish with a little bit of Arte accent. It's just not the way I wanted to present myself as a host. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to speak Tagalog in the way the quote-unquote masses speak it. Yeah, just because I wanted to create that relatability factor and to me it was my way of respecting the culture as well. So, yeah, that was a struggle but even with VOs means I hirapan pa rin ako, lalain ako kung malalim yung Tagalog. Yeah. Kino-confirm ko pa, tinatawagan ko yung radio partner ko tapos uulitin ko, ulit-ulitin ko siya. Ganito ba 'yon? <laughs> Ayoko kasi nang may punto eh. Right. I don't want to sound foreign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, it, um,, in terms of you know sounding foreign and um, portraying and presenting uh, these different cultures you represent, um, have you ever uh, ha- have you ever struggled with it in terms of being a public personality and representing
2: these cultures correctly? Did you ever have to go through that? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I don't I am technically half Korean, but my last name is Japanese. I'm a Japanese citizen, and I don't speak Korean, so I don't really identify as a Korean national publicly, parang hindi naman Siguro the struggle comes sometimes with the ano, the relatability factor, nga, which I always go back to because I find that it's so important to be relatable on social media in order for you to gain traction on there. And uh, as much as I want to inspire Filipinos or young budding DJs here in the Philippines, I understand that it's easier for them to look at very pinoy looking guys and think, oh, I want to be like that one day. Cause of course, a disconnect when they look at me. There's no I don't think there's like an element of ko. So that is a frustration of mine sometimes. I wish I was a lot more relatable physically, just to be able to inspire more and you know for my own selfish benefit then to have a bigger <laughs> platform on social media. Just keeping it real. <laughs> no, but yeah, th- these are things you can't control. By you-, you can't choose yeah. like uh, to which parents you'd be born to, what genes yeah, you would yeah. have. Not that I, not that I, you know, not that I'm not proud, quote unquote, proud. Not, not that I'm ashamed. There, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Being Japanese or Korean, not, not, not at all. But yeah, may may struggle there, mean son. Or sometimes I would feel that certain people would prefer me to be a bit more foreign than I am. Because yeah, it's funny. how Sometimes feel like people actually get disappointed when they realize that because they want me to be more foreign. There's, there's, more, there's, there's like a desirability factor there. So I find that ironic sometimes. But I understand. Well, when did your family move here? And how long have you been here? Well, I grew up here. So almost all my life. But I never went to local school. So I went to ISM and then I went to a Japanese school and then I went to... Australia for college so I never learned Tagalog properly Mm -hmm. and yeah my my parents have been here a really long time so I I I spoke about their story briefly on TikTok there that was another content for me to (laughs) push because they have an interesting background my mom's 10 years older than my dad they met in Taiwan but my mom was married to a successful Taiwanese politician and they fell in love in school while they were both trying to learn Mandarin and then my dad literally fought for my mom as in physical fight with wow. my mom. wow <laughs> then they came here <laughs> so you know there's there's a there's an interesting story there too holy shit i th- th-
1: that was a plot twist <laughs> i didn't see coming
2: <laughs> yeah well i only found out recently too cuz my mom's so secretive i i only found out a couple of years ago and like what took you this long to tell me your actual story kaya pala I daming ano Daming my suspicious details whenever she gives me her background. Like wait, parang <laughs> parang yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Now I'm not surprised. Now uh, you
2: would uh, leverage that and turn th- it into TikTok content because that's yeah. that's some soap opera shit. E- exactly. And again, it's just it's my life. It's it's parts it's parts of me that I'm just showing online, and that's what people want. As much as possible, they want you to show off who you are. They want they want to see you as a human being, not a super hot model on Instagram. Not necessarily. I mean, some people say, "Presiguro yun din yung habo." Lalo na yung mga thirst traps on TikTok, but I think lala dito sa Pilipinas. They they're looking for nice stories, human stories. Yeah, absolutely.
1: As as we zoom out here and wind down, I wanna um, get your thoughts on where you see radio as an industry and people like us who work in the industry in the age of TikTok, especially mm-hmm. since you know over the last year it just dominated social media.
2: Uh, Oop. This is hard because the pageant answer would be, ah, oh, you know, things are looking up. There are so many things we can integrate. We'll be able to grow, adapt. But there are a lot of challenges that the industry has to face. And there are times when I feel like, OK, wait, am I in a dying industry? Is there a need for radio the old schoolers will always say that there is. It's, it's a staple. It's a foundation. And yeah, to an extent, I agree. But Because it's, it's accessible. It's a lot more accessible. Not everybody can afford cable. Not everybody can afford uh, data all the time. Or yeah. Wi-Fi for that matter. But even then, I think... But, uh, but do, do those... Is, is that our market? That's not necessarily our demographic then. You, you work for an FM station mostly English din yung salitanyo. Siguro your your demographic would be A to C, maybe. Yeah. So these guys would definitely be able to afford a TV or go on YouTube. Uh, online, digital is... is The digital presence is important. I do want to push that for myself for the station simply because I think it's just where we're headed. Not just radio, everything, right? Yeah. Businesses, e-commerce, lahate lahat. We're going digital, Natalaga. So we have to find a way to integrate radio digitally. And I don't know if I've... No, I don't think I've figured out the formula yet. I've managed to create some sort of interest. I've managed to garner some sort of interest online because of what we've shown. But in terms of sustainability and longevity, I don't know if if, if our security is assured. Okay, yeah. I think that's a diplomatic way of putting it. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, because we could be screwed. No, no, no. Yeah, if yeah. we're not going to... I don't mind saying it. It's it's a possibility. man. I have great respect for the industry. I think that it provides, you know, a lot of different things. It can be very infor- informative. DJs, we're, we're storytellers, right? We set a mood. We create playlists during our show. We The reason why it's not recorded most of the time is because we want to feel what everybody's feeling at that time we want to play songs that match the weather the political environment the cultural environment of where we're broadcasting, right? in, in that moment it creates that element of, you know, connection we 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 connect with them through that way it's just that now there are so many quicker more quote-unquote satisfying ways to get that connection online whether it's video chats or TikTok, even TikTok Live, so I'm I'm still I'm I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And if I've managed to figure out a way to get interest to radio through TikTok, I'm sure there are a lot of creative minds out there. Maybe even you, Stan, that will be able to come up with something to push radio in the digital realm too, and somehow bring listeners back to the old-school way of listening to radio because the one thing I've managed to do with my TikTok is bring listenership from the digital realm to the old-school format wherein people are listening to the actual radio station Now, Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, I... I wish I I had something smarter to say.
1: No, no, no. I I don't think it was not smart at all. Uh, I wouldn't call it unintelligent. In fact, I think it was a very realistic take on yeah. on everything, especially yeah. since you come into it with a fresher lens than than most of us, yeah. Um, and, and a different perspective. So, ako, I appreciate it because, um, it it sucks then when you try to cling on to something so old and na parang napagdipasa na. So mm. in a way, the fresh perspective helps. I appreciate what <clears throat> what you uh, brought to the table. Um, yeah. before I let you go, because I know you've got a production meeting in a couple hours, uh, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to plug How the do station. Uh, because we have a mutual friend in uh, Isa Chong.
2: Oh, okay, 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 kaya pala. So I had to make
1: sure that I got my ducks in a row that your schedule fit with mine. I, I really I, I wanted to get this interview. It, I really wanted to get this interview recorded. So I had to make sure it was all clear on your schedule. I was
2: nervous I, when I when I spoke to you. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. You've been in the industry so long. I don't think I have anything new to provide. But I'm a judge, the staff. No, no,
1: no, no, no. In fact, um, I I learned so much. Like I said, the fresh perspective really helps me. So um, I want you to let our listeners know. Where sure. they can catch you on Q
2: and uh, tell the listeners about um, everyone else on there. Sure. Uh, okay. Well, at the moment, I'm actually on from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., which is exactly when you're on too, right? So yes. you guys flip through the stations. I don't mind. I don't mind either. <laughs> go right ahead. We go on TikTok live too during the last hour of my show usually, so you can catch it on my TikTok. That's at Show Suzuki. S H O W. S-U-Z-U-K-I. I'm on Instagram, show. Suzuki. Wow, look at me just plugging my social media. Go right ahead, here. man. <laughs> and uh, we might be moving to a different slot. Uh, again, we're a new station where we're figuring things out. So we're considering maybe doing a night shift. Because we Admittedly. We get a little raunchy sometimes. And even I feel like, whoa, it's too early for these jokes. So maybe we should move to the night shift. So that's a consideration. So maybe you'll catch us from 6 to 9 p.m. That way you can listen to both Stan and my show. time <laughs> slot 6 to 9, nice. 69, it's my favorite slot. It's my favorite number. So there, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, Q, we, we play a lot of pop songs. Obviously, we're a top 40 station. If you're into K-pop, we love playing K-pop. You know, we love BTS, we love Blackpink. I love Little Mix and Ariana Grande, so expect a lot of that during my show. But if you're more into hip-hop, that's okay because the other jocks like that. So as soon as they board, they play different music.
1: (laughs) All right. There you have it. Uh, show. thank you so much for making time for the podcast. And uh, I'm I'm not uh, blowing blowing smoke up your ass when I say that. I really appreciated what you bring to the table and what you've
2: done for the industry. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate you saying that. This was a lot of fun. I wish you all the best season two. Let's do this. Hopefully I helped you kick it off to a good start. Oh, I'm sure you did. And all the (laughs) best to you and the, uh, the fine people at Q Radio. Thank you
1: so much. Stay safe, man. Thanks again to Show Suzuki for joining me on deck. And like I said during the interview, it was so informative for me because I am not a TikTok person at all. I couldn't tell Show to his face. I'm actually really scared of getting on TikTok because of all the news that your data will be mined by the Chinese government or... Something in the app is going to start taking all of your information on your phone and it's going to be used against you. And at a time like this when anything and everything can be used against you, my paranoid ass just won't let me get on TikTok. Plus, I'm also not as creative and as masipag as Show and all the other content creators over there, so... I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm going to leave that arena to them and I'm probably going to stick to the stuff I know best like podcasting and shit posting and sharing memes and yeah, this is not a good look for me anymore. So I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Alright, before I get out of here, got to remind you about the other things I do so you can catch me every day on the morning takeover on Wave 89.1 alongside my friend and partner Debbie 10. We're on air 7 to 10 a.m. You can also catch me on the weekly Wrestling Wrestling Podcast live stream that's happening on Kumu every Thursday at 7pm. Please do follow us at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. We've got a lot to talk about this week, especially with the news that WWE Champion Drew McIntyre has tested positive for COVID-19. Plus, we've got some special guests lined up in the road to the Royal Rumble, which kicks off the road to Wrestlemania. One more thing I gotta let you know about is that you can book personalized greetings and shoutouts from me and my friends from MSG and the Philippine Wrestling OGs like JDL and Ken Warren on shoutout.com. If you want to book us for any greetings or if you want us to give you a customized video message, you can do that by checking out SHAWTOUT.com, that's shoutout.com, or you can check us out on Lazada and just search for shoutout.com will appear over there and you can make your transaction for your customized shoutout on Lazada. Huge thanks to Babyface producer Nikai and Babyface producer Sola for all the work they do behind the scenes, as well as the rest of the Podcast Network Asia family for helping me bring you the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Next week on deck, I've got another one of my friends from the current generation of radio DJs, as well as another podcast on PNA. Rika Garcia of Monster RX 93.1's The Morning Rush joins me to talk about being a fangirl of a particular radio show as a kid and eventually being one of the co hosts of that very radio show. She tells me all about that as well as the pressures of being the next in a long line of the next Delamars and what that pressure means to her. She gets real and candid and tells me all about that on next week's episode of On Deck. Until then, please stay safe, stay healthy, please continue to wear your masks and limit going out unless absolutely necessary. Please maintain social distancing and I'll see you on the other side, hopefully healthy. For the next episode of On Deck So once again My name is Stan C And I'm saying Thank you very much Happy New Year And I hope I've earned The privilege of your time